Hill, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop, here on another terrific Tuesday, friends. Porch Report 318, peaceful riots and political circus. Today, we will be tiptoeing into the contentious topic of what's best for our country. Friends, it is Game on! 2024 presidential elections are coming up uh, hot and heavy. I mean, it seems like a long time away now, but all the uh, posturing and the positioning in the political primaries, that's what's happening right now. And like him, love him, or loathe him, Donald Trump is still very much center stage in the American political theater. Now, last week, uh, Trump's big speech at CPAC, you know, it was very rousing, rousing speech, you know, enough to, you know, get, you know, get the uh, crowd up on their feet and all that, but also enough to drive the liberal media to madness, you know, and thrust the fact checkers into overtime. Oh, my gosh, Donald Trump's lying through his teeth. He's lies, 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 you know, which we've been hearing nothing but lies, lies, lies for the last, you know, well, ever since Donald Trump came down the escalator. Uh, but. Trump walked away from the CPAC event with a cool 62% of the presidential straw poll. He trounced Ron DeSantis. DeSantis came in number two, uh, but he, Trump trounced him by over 40 points, you know, and it was like nobody else was even there. And the question that I have, provocative as it may be, the question is, is this good news for America? Is the fact that Trump gave this rousing speech, he got, you know, he's 62% presidential poll there. Is that good for America? And I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Very genuine, very sincere. I put a poll there in the report today. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform like uh, iTunes or, or Spotify or what have you, please know you have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies. But there's a, a poll there. Is Donald Trump's comeback good for America? And you got three options there. And if you would please take the time to thoughtfully uh, click one of those options, I'd like to know. And moving on here, just, you know, the way I see it, like it or not, there is no doubt that Donald Trump is a very divisive figure, you know, both on the left and the right. So, uh, you know, on the left, obviously, the left hates him and all of that. On the right, some people love him, some people don't love him so much. Uh, but it's divisive. Just the same on its face. I say that logically, empirically, observationally, uh, without emotion. And I think it would behoove us all to keep that in mind. Now, to my fellow MAGA patriots, my super MAGA patriots, you know, to anyone who wants to get our country back on track, anyone who wants to make America great again, the idea of Donald Trump getting a second chance at draining the swamp, at building the wall, finishing the job that he started. It's a very enticing vision. I hear you. I'm right there with you. You know, record low unemployment, energy independence, safer communities, you know, routing out all the globalist commie schmucks. These are all very compelling selling points to, you know, supporting Donald Trump, his campaign, right? And it, it, it's obvious why so many Republicans love Donald Trump and believe that he is the future of the party. 62% at the CPAC poll. Again, it's understandable. It's, it's obvious. This is why. Obviously, Trump is a good leader. Okay. However, that said, bear with me here, friends. I also feel there are other considerations that need to be made. Consider, for example, the fact that former Vice President Mike 
Pence has refused to back Trump's reelection. Mike Pence has claimed that he's holding out for better choices. Yeah, he's, he's always the, uh, the mature, you know, Christian leader in the room. He's going to hold out for better choices. OK, stating that P- Pence states that he, he trusts Republican voters are going to sort it all out in the primaries. Pence seems to indicate that he doesn't think Trump's going to make it through the primaries, which time will tell. You know, I put a little clip there of about 13 second clip of, of Pence. You know, when he, he's asked if he would support Trump, he's shaking his head. He's trying not to say no, but he's shaking his head and he's saying, I, you know, I think we're going to have better choices than that. And, I'm, you know, basically, we're not going to I'm not going to support Trump. And you have to think why. Now, it, you know, if I were to guess. Some of the people in the listening audience today watching that short clip of Pence, you know, probably makes you spitting mad. You think that damn Mike Pence turned coat traitor, blah, 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 blah. You know, isn't Pence the guy who betrayed the president? Isn't Pence the spineless coward who refused to make a stand for election integrity? Isn't Pence the guy who could have saved our country in 2020, you know, in that election, you know, stolen an election? You know, there are many MAGA supporters, many people who want to make America great again, who believe that Mike Pence was and or is a turncoat, that Mike Pence is loyal to the political establishment, not to the American people. And that, you know, ultimately that Mike Pence was deeply involved in the treachery of trying to remove Donald Trump from office. Okay. There's a link there to the article talking about how they're, you know, oh, we got to get him out, you know, try, uh, the speculation that Pence was central in all of these leaks and all this effort to get Trump out of office. And again, what do you think? You know, is that is that what you think? Do you disagree? Do you agree? Just trying to be uh, open minded and ask some questions here. When you think about Mike Pence and Donald Trump, there is probably a swirl of emotions that comes up and. Just take note of that. It's something to be aware of because emotions, you know, these emotions in particular about Trump or Pence, it might very well get played against you at some point. We need to think clearly about what's going on, especially when it comes to picking a president. Uh, and we have to understand that emotions cloud the mind. That's just a human thing. So I want to point out some some logical points here that I think come to bear on the conversation. If you think about the fact First of all, that Trump won 62% of the CPAC straw poll. Okay, cool. That means he won the support of the majority of people who were at that event. Uh, reports have it that the event wasn't very well tended, attended and this and that, but whatever. Okay. What it does not mean, you know, Trump won 62% of the CPAC straw poll. What that does not mean is that he's won the same level of support from conservative voters in general. So don't blow it out of proportion. Okay. And to contrast, the second thing I want to point out, to contrast with the CPAC straw poll, there's other recent polling from Rasmussen, et cetera, that shows uh, DeSantis is up by 64% to Trump's 36%. So, you know, and that's among all Republican and or independent right-leaning voters. And of course, you know, and I know, you know, polling's more about shaping public opinion than measuring it, but the, the numbers are out there just the same. So just to Pull that contrast up there. Uh, And the third thing I want to point out is that regardless of the polls, regardless of whatever you personally think about Trump or Pence, I believe this this division among them exposes 
the primary weakness of having fissures in the liberty movement, division in the ranks, okay? The left is in lockstep while the right is divided, and that is a major problem. Politically speaking, it's a major problem. And understanding that we can't really trust the polls, then we could ask, well, what do we know for sure? Luke, what the hell are you talking about here? You know, come on, come on, you know? Here's what I think we could know for sure. If we're being honest with ourselves, then we know that the, the political establishment is working against Trump. We know that the Republican Party is working against Trump. We know that the Democrat Party is working against Trump. We know that the deep state intelligence agencies are working against Trump. We know that the media and big tech companies are working against Trump. We know that hostile foreign governments are working against Trump. We know that the liberals literally and truly hate Donald Trump and, in fact, hate his supporters. Okay, we know there are many Republicans who loathe the man are and are avowed to be never Trumpers. Never will these Republicans support Trump. We know that the majority of the entrenched federal bureaucracy will stop at nothing to thwart his plans. Okay, that's the reality of the situation. And that really, in my mind, raises the question, can Donald Trump achieve victory. Can he unite the country and achieve victory? That's the question. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. It seems kind of doubtful, you know, well, come on now, Luke, we're way past that. You know, there's no way we can unite the country. Now we're way too divided. What we, that's why we need Trump. We need Trump to finish cleaning house, to finish draining the swamp, to, to restore the Republic, to save our nation, to complete the mission. That's why we need Trump. I get that. I understand that perspective. But is it actually going to happen? Given that we know everybody's working against the guy. And a lot of the public are working, you know, like they think about what he's up against. Is it actually going to happen? Is the deep state, the media, the establishment, the never Trumpers, the progressives and every other opposing force Simply going to roll over and let Donald Trump, you know, saunter back into the White House. Do you think for a second that Antifa and BLM and the rest of the radical leftist anarchists would hesitate even for a second to burn the whole damn country to the ground if Trump was reelected? Think about it in terms of of uh, civil war here. Now, do you think that all the people who believe Trump is a monster Orange man, bad. You know, all the people who believe he is the leader of all the racist white supremacists and all the violent right wing extremists who terrorized the Capitol on J6, who believe every lie that they've been repeatedly told about Trump and his supporters since the very start. Do you think any of these people are going to suddenly come around and accept that Trump is simply trying to make America great again, that he cares about the country? Do you think that any of these people are ever going to give up their Trump derangement syndrome, the TDS delusions? You know, I don't, friends. I don't think that these people are going to change their mind. Okay, so where does that leave us? I guess, you know, in in some sense, it's like, well, so what? You know, so what if all these people are against Donald Trump? That doesn't mean he can't win. Right. I mean, our country is so divided. It only seems fitting that we have a divisive president, too. Right. Yeah, uh, is there anyone else who has the strength and the stamina to stand up to the deep deep state like Trump does? You know, is there any better leader than Teflon Don? Hasn't he proven himself to be a patriot? Hasn't he shown that he won't back down? 
Isn't that what we need right now? Why, friends? Yes. Yes, it is. That's exactly what we need. You know, somebody who's not going to back down. Somebody's going to stand up and take the fight to the deep state. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. You know, hear these words from from Trump's inspiring CPAC speech. I want to share them with you. Quote, at the end of the day, anyone else will be intimidated, bought off, blackmailed, or ripped to shred. I alone will never retreat. And that is why we must stand together and charge. We have to charge full speed ahead. We have no choice. If we don't do this, our country will be lost forever. People are tired of rhinos and globalists. They want to see America first. That's what they want. It's not too complicated. This is the final battle. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country. Period. End quote. Now, those are the words of Donald Trump. Very inspiring, very spot on. You've heard me say similar words, you know, that if we don't make a stand now, uh, then we've lost our freedoms forever. You know, global tyranny is tightening its grip. The U.S. is under attack from enemies, both foreign and domestic. We are constantly being lied to and misled. People are confused and unsure. The fundamental transformation is moving right along, friends. And this incredible transition is almost complete. But go back, go back and listen to the words again. You know, Trump is right. If the globalists win, we will no longer have a country. Okay, but Trump says, I alone will never retreat. We must stand together and charge. That sounds good, but I alone will never retreat is a little bit megalomaniac, right? There's other people who will not retreat, but to say, I alone, you know, anyone else would be intimidated, bought off, blackmailed, or ripped to shreds. I alone will never retreat. That's kind of a savior complex, maybe just a little tiny skosh in there. You know, we have no choice. If we don't do this, our country will be lost forever. Yes, true. We have to make a stand. You know, people are tired of writers and globalists. Absolutely. They want to see American first. Absolutely. It's not too complicated. This is the final battle. Those are very strong words. This is the final battle. And I would tend to agree with that. We're in this final battle for the hearts and minds of America. Uh, they know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody else knows it. So, you know, either they win or we win. I, I agree with those words, the stakes could not be higher. It's just, there's, there's, there's a certain, there's something about it just feels a little bit off to me at any rate, you know, hear these words continuing on the speech, you know, quote, if you put me back in the white house, their reign is over. Their reign will be over and they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not in a free nation right now. We don't have a free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared I am your voice. Today, I add I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. Period. End quote. I will totally obliterate the deep state. Don, don, don. I mean, those are powerful words. That's a remarkable claim, is it not? Those are fighting words. I will totally obliterate the deep state. And while one might uh, be inclined to relish the sentiment, think about what that actually means. OK, 
Okay. Trump's saying, if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over and they know it. Okay. He's saying that I'm going to totally obliterate the deep state. That's huge. If you think about what that means, it means he's going to go to war against the most powerful government agencies in the world. Now, how do you think that might play out? Or perhaps better yet, haven't we seen this all before? So it could be a little bit of a false promise there, or at least a little bit of false hope. But I want to key in for just a second, too, on the words, I am your warrior. I am your justice. I am your retribution. Now, I would suggest to you, my friends, that you be your own warrior, that you be your own voice, that you be your own justice. Okay. Yes, we've been wrong and betrayed. Retribution is a very strong word, but the place all of our hope in the salvation of one political savior. Okay. Trump's saying that he's going to punish everybody that's hurt you. And, and it's very strong. It's very appealing. He's saying he's going to totally obliterate the deep state. Very strong, very appealing. I'm not saying that it doesn't need to happen or that, you know, that nothing can be done about it. What I'm saying is that this is a very, very bold promise. And I believe it gives false hope. And again, concealed in there is that little bit of savior complex. I am your warrior. I am your justice. I am your retribution. Those are very strong words. And I mean, as a leader, as a politician, I can understand, you know, the need to put out and portray strength. But I just I don't know to totally obliterate the deep state, friends. It just seems like a pretty tall order. And I'm not sure that any one person is going to be be able to do that. And rather than calling for everybody to put their faith in him, it seems like Trump could be calling for everybody to put their faith in each other and standing up as communities. I'm just saying, I'm just saying here, friends, uh, in order to really route out the deep state, Trump would need Republicans of all stripes and colors, all, you know, the full spectrum on the right side there to stand together. And if experience is in the any indication, the only real solidarity, once the battle erupted between Donald Trump, you know, the, the David versus Goliath of the deep state, you know, once that battle erupted, which has been going on, by the way, already, but, you know, it would, it would really heat up here, no doubt. Uh, the only solidarity is going to be between the entrenched political establishment of the left and the right and the deep state, you know, and all these people, they believe that Donald Trump and his MAGA supporters are the greatest threat to democracy. Do not lose sight of the bigger picture here, friends. They are driving for a hung election. They are pushing for a civil war. That's what they want. And all the seeds that have been planted about right-wing extremists and all that, it's all about the narrative. It's the J6 show trials. It's all the farcical lies about a violent insurrection, the demonizing and the dehumanizing of Trump and his supporters. Friends, they're marginalizing us and making it... I, I, I really believe... They're trying to pave the way. They're making it possible for people to accept the most heinous crimes against humanity because Trump and his supporters need to be re-educated. Okay? That's what comes to bear on this 2024 election. All of it coming together. Despite how I might feel about Trump, like the guy, love the guy, loathe the guy, you know, despite what you might feel about Trump, Despite agreeing with his message and appreciating his efforts, there's something in me that can't quite shake the sense that we're being set up 
friends. Beware of hopium. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, stay wise. Uh, friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the website or the Substack app. Clip that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh,